Merry Christmas, y'all! Happy, happy, happy days. I'm so excited for Christmas, my favorite holiday. <laughs> and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Yes! I hope you guys are enjoying this beautiful okay, holiday. Yes. Maybe uh, there's snow um, on the ground. Maybe there's not. You never know with Georgia weather. We are not sure. Let it snow. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you guys know if you hear a lot of Christmas songs, Kavo It's going to be Christmas as fuck yes, this Kavo episode. Kavo is editing I'm this editing episode. This shit. So, it's over with. It's Y'all going to be annoyed as fuck. Deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> but it's okay because it's, it's Christmas and we don't give a fuck and we love it. We love it all. We love holidays. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, I'm just so excited for the holidays. I know everybody's getting their plates, all the food. Yes, yes, yes. The yams and the mac and Thank cheese. Thank your grandparents or your parents or yourself for cooking this beautiful holiday meal. But make sure you Whoever, get thanks. Whoever's responsible for this plate, mm -hmm. this beautiful plate that we all individually have, please and thank you. Do not post your uh, picture please. of your plate unless there is something innovative on it. Exactly. Because we all have the same shit. Exactly. Thank you. Period, poo. Kind sir and madam. Mm -hmm. Period. Poo, ba-boo, ka mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Now every time I say period, that's what I hear. I hear, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So the tea, the tea. No, do you have something for Motivation Monday? Oh, bless our spirits! It's the holiday season. Okay, so this week's Motivational Monday. You already know. You, you already, already know. know. <laughs> All right. Change is painful, but nothing is as painful. As being stuck somewhere you don't belong. Ooh. That is all. Love Drop the mic. It. Exit stage left. Exactly. exactly. Thank you all for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> we really appreciate you. We really appreciate you. That was a terrible English accent. I'll get better. What I can do is, hello, governor. How are you? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's all I know how to say. I can't. And I know that's not even how they talk at all. <laughs> Um. Well, I love that quote, um, and that's going to get us into our topic. But as you guys know, yes. we're block recording still, so let's be honest. The tea this week. The tea. Rihanna's the still tea looking says? sexy as fuck. I said that shit so aggressive. What's the tea say? Okay. <laughs> Rihanna is still looking sexy as fuck because, duh. Sexy as fuck. And that Christmas collection? Girl. Bomb. Bomb. I'm going to try to get somebody's son to buy it for me because it's Bomb. Anyway, um, <laughs> the Kardashians' babies probably already have all the Christmas gifts in the same wrapping papers, you know, with their yeah, faces yeah, on yeah. it. Everybody is wrapped <laughs> in the same. Everybody has their individual wrapping paper with their pictures printed on yes. it. Yes. And the kids are just gorgeous as ever. As ever. Christmas, co Christmas costumes, Christmas photos. <laughs> I bet the, um, their cheeks are just, I just want to eat them up. Yes. They're so adorable. Yes. 
um Beyonce. Mariah Carey. Oh, yes. Mariah Carey making at least two trillion. I mean at least. This year alone? Mm-hmm. Off of All I Want for Christmas is you. Yep. We listened to it in the gym the other day, so <laughs> Yeah. Royalty. I mean, I mean, literally, back to back to back, she's getting royalties out the motherfucking ass because that song is Christmas. And it's 20-some-odd years later, and she's still motherfucking making bank. I mean, a timeless, I stand smart, intelligent businesswoman. So intelligent. My goodness, mm-hmm. we stand a black queen. Anyway, um, moving forward, dum, 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 dum. let's get into this topic. Okay. So what's the scoop? Let's talk about that. Realize I do have to change. I have to change in the cursing, certain type of things I do. I gotta, I, I gotta keep them in mind, you know, because they love me. But not today, though. Today I'm walling. Today I'm bugging and thugging. Not today. Well, Kava is gonna lead this discussion because we're talking about change, adjusting to change. Yeah. So, girl, hit me yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we gonna talk about? All right. So I would like to talk about strategies that we use to, you know, adjust to change and times that we've had to adjust to changes in our lives and how we dealt with that. I feel like that'll be a good conversation to have, especially at this time, because we're coming towards the end of the year. And I know I said I don't like when people make changes, you know, based off of a date. But I know realistically a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And it's a new decade. So a lot of things will be changing and a lot of it's going to motivate a lot of people to make um, shifts in their lives. And I think that change is a great great thing and if anything is promised in life this is one thing that my parents instilled in me if anything is promised in life is that things are gonna change yep so you just need to get used to it and learn to roll with the punches Beautiful. so yeah i mean that was one thing they definitely taught me as i got older throughout life when things will happen mm-hmm. i'll be sad about things changing they're like understand that you liked it this way but understand that Things change. It's okay. Just move forward with it. Mm-hmm. It'll all it all works out the way that it's supposed to. Yes. And um. So yeah, I think that we should talk about things that we've had, maybe major changes that have happened in our lives, okay. and different ways that we've had to, you know, adjust to it. And then maybe we can drop a few gems for the people along the way. You know, you love to drop a good gem, good. Gym, so. <laughs> um, so which avenue are we going to start hear. with first? Like, you know, we have our professional, our personal. Like, which one are we kind of going with first? Do you have a... We always like to start light. So whatever the light is. I think professional is is super light, right? Um, Yeah. So one of the biggest changes that I had happen in recent years is that I've changed um, career paths. And I was very nervous about it. And I'm not going to say that I was accepting of it. I really was kind of just like, this is a cool opportunity, but I don't know if I can do this. And I don't know if I want to do this, right? Um. And so one of the ways that I combat change, because I'm not really a big, I don't really care about change. Change is inevitable. It happens. I know a lot of people out there who hate change and get very upset when things do, you know, um, shift and whatnot. But I think in the first year of me changing my job, I was very, um, I think I was kind of like that where I didn't like the change. And I was trying to figure out avenues of how to get back to where um I wanted to be, you you know, or where I was. Yeah. And then recently 
I am just more so like embracing the change because mm-hmm. my biggest thing is that whatever you do in life, you want to do it well. And mm-hmm. whatever your passions are, you want to be able to exemplify that in anything that you touch. So if you're, pa- I'm passionate about bringing the community together and bringing people together. Whatever avenue that looks like, it doesn't matter because as long as I'm doing that one thing, I'm going to be happy with what I'm doing, right? So the money will come, the the success will come because I know that I'm passionate about, about it, so I'm going to give 110%. Um, so in this season of change, I'm embracing the change because I know that what I'm doing is my passion, it's my purpose, and it's what I love to do. For sure, I think for me... The change, I don't know if I've ever been really resistant to change. Okay. I don't think I have. And I think that's because I was raised with the idea that things will happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've embraced change so much that I switch up my life so frequently Mm. that it's kind of like, damn. (laughs) I don't know, because people ask me a lot. They're like, do you move around a lot? And I'm like, no. But then when I think about it, I'm like, well, I guess more than the average person. But yeah, it made Mm -hmm. sense, I guess. I don't know. To me, it's not like I move around a lot. Like, to me, I move around a lot, obviously, unstable. Yeah, but so you're not moving around because, like, you are unstable or not mentally fit to be somewhere. It's more so like, oh, a career change or a path change or whatever the case may be. Right. But just, I'm, um, I'm so comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's Mm -hmm. a thing that, um, I was taught. Definitely. My dad was telling me like, you have to learn to be uncomfortable, be comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because there are times where you will be uncomfortable. Just understand that. And it'll be better for you. Okay. Oh, excuse me. So, excuse me. That was a burp. So um, there were lots of times, like, for example, maybe a good example right now. I moved. I picked up my life and moved halfway across the country where I know literally one person and she lives like an hour away. And to me, I'm perfectly cool over here. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'm chilling. Like, this is straight. You know, I'm not pressed or sad or homesick or whatever. I've never been that type of person. But other people have been. And I think part of that is being not not necessarily adjusting to change as well. Or maybe you might not be in the place that you're supposed to be at. Well, you're supposed to be anywhere that you are at the moment. You're supposed to be there. But maybe you're not at the place that you're supposed to end at. Yeah. End up at. Mm-hmm. I think I've learned to um, appreciate the journey a lot because a lot of change is just adjusting to change. is just like, this is just right now. Yeah, you know? for sure. My dad always says life's going to happen regardless. So just let life happen. Like you stressing about getting things to be that one way. It's just, it's not worth it in the end. And a lot of times things are out of your control. So if it is just kind of, okay, well here we are and try to figure out how to adjust from there. Exactly. So that's a professional. I have a good, like one for relationships and dating. Okay. Well, what's yours about relationships and dating? relationships and dating adjusting to change I think in the previous time the the way that I evaluated a future partner or a potential partner Mm -hmm. and also the way that I interacted with them is completely different than how I do now Mm -hmm. um 
And it was obviously a work in progress, but I think that I would allow the man to have too much reign on the decision as opposed to it being like, as opposed to it being something that we came to an agreement that we came to together. You know, Mm -hmm. for example, if I'm dating a guy and I like him, as opposed to me being like, oh, I really like him. Does he like me or enjoy my time or whatever? You know, or like, does he enjoy my time? I should let him know so he can let me know. It would be more so, I would be more concerned about, does he like when I'm around? Is it okay if I sit next to him while he plays Mm, the game? Okay. You know, as opposed to me just doing it and seeing how he reacts and evaluating going from there, I would kind of be very conscious and cognizant of things and I would treat them as like they had more reign or upper hand in a relationship in a weird way. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um... But now the way I interact is very different. Um, I mean, I'm not arguing with niggas like (laughs) or no shit like that. (laughs) But um, I also make it very clear. I make I take no hesitation to put a nigga in place and be like, all right, look now let's talk about this Mm -hmm. because X, Y and Z. So. um, But, yeah, I think I think that and then also I've changed what I'm willing to accept from a potential partner as well. Mm-hmm. As far as how they treat me, how they talk to me. Like, I need you to understand that I am a princess. Girl. Okay? Yes. And you shall treat me as such. Period. Exactly. I like that. That is all. But I didn't use to accept that or, like, sit in that like I do now. Yeah. I would have to piggyback on that one. Like, I think that I've definitely been the same way. And um, mm-hmm. kind of bent over backwards for people that I, you know, really didn't need to do that for. And would have the same kind of self-conscious thoughts. Like, should I sit next to him? What if I touch him? Like, is that going to be a problem? Like, those those kind of stupid things, you know? And um, mm-hmm. I think what I'm embracing more is the fact that I'm being more vocal. I think that's really what it is yeah. for me. Like, I'm no longer... Yeah, that's like, so true texting and talking or whatever or facetiming or you know all those things like that it's like if i sound if something sounds off i'm going to ask why does that sound off like i'm no longer being like mm-hmm. hmm, okay and just sitting there and just thinking like oh you know let me just move on and i guess we don't have to talk about this it's like no i'm gonna ask more questions and i want to know mm-hmm. like i need more answers and that whole surface level type of shit is not gonna really fly not over here not over here thank you not anymore we need to have way more deeper conversations i'm not telling me telling you that you have to now like bear your soul with me in the first couple of hours but i don't like this whole how are you doing every two seconds like no like (laughs) what it's not a conversation what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing exactly what What are your interests why are those your interests what do you want to like what do you want to do with your life what are your passions and you know what i hate tell me a little about yourself no no i feel like those are just kind of like other questions questions and i don't like the starter questions like can we just like honestly i hate am i supposed to have like a paragraph prepared in my head like i i somebody years old this is what i do i'm looking for i really hate the dating i like dating but I hate dating because I don't like that stage of like getting to know someone because you do get those questions a lot and they're very awkward questions. Like, so tell me about yourself. Um, well, you know, 
I like long walks on the beach, and um, I, like, I don't fucking know. I like to bike, I guess. I don't know. Like, oh, goddamn, no. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say about that? Like, you just ask. Exactly. And I literally tell people, like, when people say stuff like that, they're like, tell me about yourself. I literally say, I hate that question. That's That's number one. Let's start there. And they'll be like, oh. <laughs> well, I don't know what else to say. Well, that means that we don't need to talk because you don't know how to have a conversation. Right. We are not cohesive, and that is very clear. And I think I just drop it there. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed already. Yeah. If I'm annoyed already, then I'm going to be annoyed later. It's like I there's can. so much on my page that you can just pick out and be like, oh, my gosh, you talked about that you love dogs. I have Bro, a dog. Let's I talk said about I love this. tacos. I love tacos. Let's talk about or tacos. Or I love traveling. Let's talk about our travel plans, what yeah. we have coming up in the next year. Like, those are just right. kind of things that we can kind of, you know, break the ice with. But, like, give me a rundown bullet point essay about how you like what you like to do in your life it's like well it's on here all right that's why i built this page for you to see makes no sense exactly so yeah i think it's more being more vocal so i love it yeah so um we talked about career we talked about has there ever been a point in time relationships like, uh-huh. I know you talked about how your parents, I think our parents kind of both taught us, like, change is inevitable. Like, there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. about it. But has there ever been a time where you were just kind of, like, I, like so resistant on the change that um, you kind of hindered your growth a little bit, I guess, from it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, that relationship where me and that nigga moved in with one another. <laughs> <laughs> that was i should have let that go a long time Mm -hmm. ago but i got so he was really the only person i knew there and we just happened to live in the same apartment complex and i had known him before and i was like oh wow that's so kind of crazy like what's up and we were cool before we just knew of each other and then of course we just started kind of like hanging together spending more time and I should have, like, cut that shit off at the first red flag, maybe the second, maybe even the third. But I waited till, like, number 47 to be like, okay, yeah, let's let this shit go. Girl. Like, you know, because I was so comfortable with him being around because I didn't know anybody else. Okay. So I was like, if I let him go, then I'm not going to know anybody. Yeah. As opposed to me being like, fuck that. I could just be by myself. Exactly. I don't care if I don't know anybody else. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck. I'll meet other niggas. <laughs> like, it's niggas out here. I was so caught on that one nigga because I felt comfortable mm-hmm. in that situation. I didn't want any change to happen. I've had that. So. Definitely. I kind of um, never moved in with the guy before. Fail. Oh, God. That's not good. Um, <laughs> but I've definitely had those situations where I was more so afraid of what other people would think so i was so resistant to the change that i didn't like Mm -hmm. even though i knew this relationship is so dead i need to just let this go like i have to move on because this is not working i was so worried about like but what about this person what about that person they're gonna ask me this question yeah you know we're supposed to work out i'm gonna have to explain yes now i'm gonna have to explain why we didn't and just all these things kind of like festered inside of me that kind of like deterred me from doing what I knew I should have done a long time ago but I just didn't because I was so mm-hmm. worried and that's so stupid because it's just like like you said it's like what are you worried my for? happiness is a choice it's my choice and it's not it's in my mm-hmm. hands and if people ask me questions I can just tell them simply it's none of your fucking business 
shit to do <laughs> it has you. nothing to do with you <laughs> like that could be your response yeah. right there all like that's the response or like not responding at all is a response so um yeah. i think that i allowed my own inner inner thoughts and inner fears to weigh heavy on those decisions yeah, I think that is something motherfucking that I crazy. Uh, connect with and relate to for sure, for sure, for sure. I think, and honestly, in most of the relationships that I've had, I've been the person that kind of didn't want to let go for a while. Yeah, eventually I did. Mm-hmm. But you know, the relationships that I have let go when they were supposed to be let go were so much better. I know when when they ended. Yeah. Like if we I just talked about this ourselves. on the episode before, I think, but I know I talked with you where I had one relationship where I was like, yeah, this is not working out. Like, let's not do this. And we had a like, that was the first time I had a closure conversation mm-hmm. with someone that was an actual closure conversation. Like he was like, so what do you think I need to work on? Oh, wow. That's so good. Like, well, never had that. Right. And I was just like. <laughs> I think that you should do this for the next person mm-hmm. because, you know, you are X, Y, and Z. And these are examples as to, like, how you exhibited that behavior. And this is at the point where I got fed up with it and I decided that it wasn't worth the worry. And once you work through those things, then I feel like you'll be a great partner for somebody. You know, we had those That's such a good conversation to have, though. Because, you know what, I would right, love to but- hear what, like my exes would say what like I'm like they don't really care probably what I have to say but like what do we need to work on as people I've gotten feedback from exes before but it's like it's never been anything really of substance like I would only have that conversation and I would only respect feedback from certain people Mm, okay I mean I I literally just recently had a conversation with one of my other exes ghost Mm -hmm. and he keeps like he was like trying to be my friend for a good period of time we talked about this but I am very capable of shutting off a switch of feelings Mm -hmm. like bloop shut it off and then we can be friends. Cool. We can be cordial, but I'm not going to overstep this boundary. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how to balance the two. And I guess he thought that meant I was going to come back. So we had a conversation about that. And I was just like, sir, you fucked everything up. I need you to understand that. So you wanting me to be your friend right now is not beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. It's only something that you want to make yourself feel better, but I'm not interested in that type of exchange. And he finally got to the point where he was able to accept that and understand that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. But those were the only two situa- situations where I've had those closure adult-like conversations, but I let them go when they were supposed to be let go. Okay. Maybe a little after they should have been, but not too... I didn't drag it out to yeah. really, like, got toxic. Yeah. Because I've had those situations, you know, where you don't want to let it go, and then just eventually you go back and forth and back yeah, and forth. Yeah, it becomes really much. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Okay. Um, and then I've had other situations that weren't relationships that I let go when I should have. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't as emotionally upset or broken up about it either. I was more so like, okay, well, you know, these are the requirements that you need to, you know, fulfill to have this seat. And you didn't fulfill these requirements, so you got to go. Yeah. It was nice talking with you. And I just moved forward from there. So I think I've been able to give myself closure that way by letting listening to myself. Okay. I like that. That's good. Yeah. What about you? Sorry, I know that was long. No, you're fine. I've never um, 
what was what was my question that I asked you? There was so that was a long um, shit. I forget. <laughs> um, I, I answered it. You did. I think you did. I said it, oh that you were ever resistant to like change that you were ever resistant to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely had had some situations like that as well, um, both personal and professionally. But I think that um, trying to think of an example that I was resistant. Oh no, I did say. I think I said the one. I think I already answered this question. Yeah, you said work. No, I don't think it was that. I think I talked about you like an ex-boyfriend, um, how I was like worried about what people would say and stuff like that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you okay. Did. okay. So, what else we got? Well, yeah, you answered that question for yourself, so that's really good. Yeah. Um, what strategies do you use in times where you don't want to let things go to decide or become okay with a change um i use multiple strategies the top two strategies that i use um would be a would be writing down my feelings because like Mm -hmm. i like to look at what i feel and read it and be like okay like am i being dramatic am i not being dramatic is this something that i want to do and move on with or do i need to like really try to put some work into this you know so writing is definitely like the first thing I do, but I also seek the advice of my friends um, mm-hmm. and obviously not with everything, but I do make it a point. There are certain friends that I definitely go to and just say like, hey, you know, need advice on the situation. What do you think I should do? Or um, what are your thoughts on this? You know, and my friends are really good with not kind of like badgering me and be like, girl, if I were you, I would do this. Fuck that nigga for or fuck that job. They're not really like that. It's more so like, OK, well, why? do you feel that way? Okay. What are some ways that yeah. you can, like he could be better or how can this job be better or something like that? You know? Um, so those are the yeah. two main things that I do when, um, I'm facing a change that maybe I'm a little bit hesitant on, not as resistant to it, but I'm hesitant mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. I, um, I think for me, I weigh out all of my options. Mm-hmm. Because when I am ready to make a change, whenever I make any move, I don't make a move on a whim. I always make a move on, like, some research and educated decision. Mm -hmm. Because, well, now I do. Because I've had times where I made moves on a whim and it never really worked out the way I wanted to because there were things, there's always unexpected things. Of course. So, um, when it comes to change, say, in a career or in a relationship or in moving to a different apartment or a different city or whatever go visit it go see what it's like go to the area of town where there's lots of stuff going on and you know see how the people act and Mm -hmm. you know if it's a relationship make sure you've exhausted your options as far as like if you're not sure if you want to let it go make sure you exhausted your options as far as like making sure you guys have proper communication strategies or whatever see if it's worth look at the good and see if it's worth working through whatever you have going on Mm -hmm. to work through the bad if the bad seems to outweigh the good and this person sees no remorse then that's the time where you're like okay well I think it's time to let it go or the person just doesn't seem to be understanding or you seem like you know you're exhausted that you have to learn when to cut the cord that's been a very um a very good lesson mm-hmm. for me and I think I've done that by weighing out my options thinking of pros and cons that's so and good like yeah yeah worst case scenario like okay if this happens then what would yeah. I do you know kind of thing okay those are really good strategies 
Yeah. I think they so, all work across the board, you know, because yeah. you want to definitely object, like, look at the bigger picture and make sure that, like, you have all your ducks in a row to say, okay, whether you're going to make one decision or the next, you know, because mm -hmm. I can definitely be impulsive too, especially if I'm upset about something. If I'm angry, like, mm -hmm. we're not talking about, like, I want to go sit in a corner and cry or some bullshit. It's like, if I'm, like, on 50, the impulse is real. I think that's what I think that's just human nature. Like, what's the most impulsive you've been, Jasmine? Oh, I quit my job without having a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> so serious. Like my last job, you know. And mm -hmm. granted, I will. I I I am very grateful for that opportunity and grateful for just the things that I've learned there and the people that I've met there because I left with some really solid friendships. Um. But the job itself wore on me mentally, and I think it got to a point where it became a very toxic situation. And so I will never forget that I went to my best friend's wedding in Minnesota. And then um, when I came back home, I was, like, miserable on the plane. Like, I felt sick to my stomach. Like, it was just so bad. Yeah, I just did not want to go to work the next day. I didn't want to see people the next day. It was like I went from, like, a hundred just being really happy around people that I love to just immediately at zero because I just felt so drained mm -hmm. from the environment that I was in. Um, mm -hmm. And so I wrote my um, notice and turned it in the next day, not even thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, Hey, you have a month. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, you have a month to figure out what you guys want to do, but I'm, my last day is going to be on this date. And if you want to hire someone, I'm more than happy to train them, but I can't do this anymore. Energy. The energy was just not there. Exactly. And I just was not going to give them the energy anymore. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I quit, and then literally I quit on a Tuesday. That th I quit on a Tuesday at like nine a.m. At two o'clock that mm -hmm. afternoon, I got a phone call from my current job, and they were like, "Hey, um, are you available to come in for an interview at nine a.m. on Thursday?" Won't he do, girl? It? In my head, I'm like, "Of course I can," because I just quit my job. <laughs> so I was girl, like, "Yes, ma'am." He do, girl. It? God showed up and showed out. Okay, and so. He said, let me tell you, hold on, and pause right there, <laughs> sister, because I got to elaborate on something real quick. Mm -hmm. You got to move when the spirit tells Girl, you to move. Yes. And when the spirit tells you to move, it's nothing else you can do. You might not have an answer, but God will give you one. Okay. God will always, he always shows up, always provide and show up. You might not think that he's showing up on time, but it's always on time. Always on time. And it might not be when you want to. Yeah. But it's on time. And, you know, prior Every to that, time. I was very frustrated because I just graduated mm -hmm. with my graduate degree. And I'm like, you know, I don't understand why nothing's shaking for me. What's happening? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to my interview on Thursday at 9 a.m. Got the job at a uh, ten forty five. Mm -hmm. I was like, thanks. Yes. <laughs> so and here I am today, oh, girl. I just think That's you're right. Crazy. When the spirit moves you, you gotta move. Don't sit. You were so it. miserable that you literally, instead of going to that job and probably being sick at work all day mm -hmm. and still being miserable, you said, you know what? I can't. Do I'm gonna figure it out. I can't do it. I know something ain't right. I gotta figure it. I out. I will never forget exactly that. And I called my dad, and he was like, "You did what?" And I was like, "Yeah." So, just letting you know. I had a part-time job at the garden, so it was like, okay, I can figure some things out, just maybe work extra times and all that stuff mm -hmm. like that, you know? But um, obviously the salary was nowhere near what I was making at my current role, so I was like, oh, gosh, you know? Right. Um, but honestly, I didn't care. I would rather work 50 yeah. jobs to make ends meet than be in one place and be miserable. And when you become miserable, yeah. you become toxic to yeah. the organization. 
you're not, you're you you're, you're in a role that someone else could probably do a much better job in, but you're taking up a seat at the table and you hate it. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to give your best foot forward. You're not going to give the energy and the effort mm-hmm. that they're looking for. Um, you're going to become very hostile or difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And I'm already a black woman. So I already got shit against me. So it's like, why would I yeah. become these things also on top of that? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. So I had to move. I had a job like that. Girl. I had a job where I would cry on my way to work. Oh, Jesus. Praying. Crying on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And, I, it, and everybody at the job was miserable and management was so terrible to us. They treated us like slaves, girl. I'm not joking. Girl. Like, it was a bad. I was a server and it was just really bad. They treated us like fucking slaves and. I was like, I gotta get out of this shit. And what what blew like what um took it like with the last like cam straw that dro- broke the camel's back. That's what they say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the straw that broke the camel's back was one of my managers. I don't even remember what he said to me, but they used to be mad disrespectful like all the time. Uh-huh. Like it's so many times that I can't even remember all of them. But they just used to say and do disrespectful things. And he pulled me to the side and said some shit, and it made me so mad. That I literally was crying out of anger because I wanted to clock him in his shit. Ooh, and I couldn't. See, so that's I how work. you know. And I was crying. It's time and my to go. coworkers came over and they're like, What's going on? Like, you know, because I was usually cool and chill or whatever. And and they were like, um, I was like, I'm not making no money at this shit, no way. And y'all wanna be fucking rude and disrespectful. I literally wrote on the back of a little note card, like my termination letter, and I was like, Hey, where do I put this? And they were like, oh, you put it here. What are you putting in your two weeks? I said, oh, no, this is effective immediately. <laughs> on the clipboard left. Girl. Walk the fuck out. I said, these people got me crying at work. Oh, no. Out of character. Go. When you become out of character, not, it's time to fucking go. I gotta go. Because I want to swing on. I've wanted to swing on more than one person at this job. Mm-hmm. But if I want to hit the manager at this point in time. You know it's a problem. Like, there was a couple managers that I wanted to hit. But that one, I was close enough that, like, literally, I was, like, shaking. Mm shaking holding myself back in red like i was like "Mm, can't do it gotta get out of this bitch so yeah i definitely understand that i was just you had to move and then um i had another job where it wasn't as toxic as that because some people might have other situations right Mm -hmm. and i was a server at a job i wasn't making any money but i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed the people okay and um i mistakenly bought a plane ticket to europe that's a story for later (laughs) and i was talking to my manager and i was like hey so i just realized i got this email and i mistakenly bought a plane ticket to europe so i'm going to europe (laughs) uh what do you think i should do because i was like i was really unsure and i was really under the like african-american conditioning yeah of like you didn't don't leave work you can't take time off or whatever yeah, and I was like, what do you think I should do? And he was like, go. I was like, really? And he was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He was like, you bought the ticket and you can't re- return it. Go. I was like, okay. I went. The shit changed my life. I was off. So I was off. I was off for, I was in Europe for six days. And then I came back and then I was off again for like family vacation or something like that or Christmas. Whatever it was, I can't remember but I was off for like two weeks. I just didn't go back. Girl, that's fine too. I wrote him. I texted him. I was like, yeah, I'm going to let you know. Like, I wrote him when I was in Europe and was like, I'm not coming back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just letting you know. I wrote him when I was in Europe Here's and your I was like, I'm you know right now. Like, I'm not coming back. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I don't want to work for anybody else again. I don't really want to do this. 
kind of situation. She yeah, like, well, you can't make okay. your own hours, especially if you have if you're in a company that doesn't allow you those grace. Not saying that he didn't because he obviously told you to go, but yeah. you knew that when you came back that you were off for two weeks. Okay, now I'm gonna have to hit a double time when I come back. Like, no, right? Nobody's and trying I'm to a, do that. I was a server, so I really wasn't making any money. Yeah, there. y'all don't make money as is anyways. Unless I was just wasting year. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was in school too, so I was like, Mm-mm. "This is a waste of my time." Thank this you, but no thank time. you. And yeah, so I ended up when he told me yeah, so I took off. I ended up missing a week of class. I emailed my professors. Actually, I was in Europe for seven days, not six. Anyway, but I emailed my professors and was like, "Hey, so this happened. I'm going to Europe." Blah blah, and they were all like, "Okay, cool. See you later." Boom. And I went and, you know, everything kind of fell in line. I ended up getting my refund check the day that our flight left. Oh, that's even better. So See, it was out there balling. So it was great. Yes. Yeah, I was out there balling, bitch. You know, that refund check drop, you'd be like, oh, I could spend it all. Okay. Baby. Ain't got no kind of budgeting. <laughs> Girl, ain't not no Nobody's financial budget, advisor. No kind of nothing no kind of holds bar when it comes to swiping that card. Girl, you over there just swiping left and right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, and I had a great time in Europe. It really changed my whole person, my whole being, and I appreciated it. I love that. But um, I love it. Yeah, and I and it really it really changed a lot. So that's another example of like moving when the spirit tells you move. to move. Sister. Yes, you definitely do. I agree. Yeah. Um. I think that's enough because yeah. y'all need to be with y'all family exactly. right now. Exactly. Y'all probably made it to your destination by now. Our shit. <laughs> you, just, you made it to your grandma and them house by now. And if you haven't, you know, listen to another episode. Listen to an older episode or something. Exactly. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> and now it's time for Do of the Week. Bells will be ringing the glad, glad news. Okay, so <laughs> our do of the week is help your friends and your sisters and brothers when it comes to putting together those toys. Yes. For Christmas. Yes. Because them toys be real intricate, Girl, baby. When I tell you. The, oh, my gosh. I, my parents needed help. And I'm so grateful for my uncles for coming to assemble all of our them toys. The 100 we pieces. Little itty bitty Girl, pieces that you're going to lose. My uncles would come over. Ooh. And that you know you're going to lose. My uncles would come over in the middle of the night and them and my dad. And they would put together all of our toys for us so we could wake up in the house, be like a whole winter wonderland. Because for my family... Yes, for my family, my mom will not let us open presents until Christmas Day, but we won't have presents under the tree until Christmas Day. That's how our family was. Like, she hides them, and then on Christmas Day, like Christmas, you wake up, and then it'll be like all the presents will be under the tree. Like, the whole, yeah. you'll be like the whole living room filled with stuff. And it might not even be that much, but she'll just individually wrap something. So that's a do. If you want people to feel like they're getting more than what they get, just individually wrap some stuff if you want a budget. Uh-huh. It really helps it really the helps. perception is where it's at. My family, we perception would definitely find where my parents hid the presents and we would know what we were getting beforehand. <laughs> but we always were very happy and shocked day of because 
they were terrible at hiding presents, but they would also have the bigger ones somewhere else. So then we would have an extra one and be like, so oh, you shit. Still had a good so it was a great surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But that's good. No, my mom. Don't let them kids be sneaky, I y'all. I think I Find ever better hiding knew what spots. I was getting for Christmas. Mm-hmm. My mom is really good at hiding gifts, though. Like, she would literally hide gifts at her aunt's house. Like, oh, my that's aunt good. would keep them at her house. Mm-hmm. This, like, one Christmas, I I swore down we weren't getting anything. My mom hadn't been grocery. Like, she hadn't been to the store shopping or anything. And, girl, my mom had been ordering stuff the whole year online, and she ordered stuff every day. So stuff just come to the house, and she'll just put it in the basement. So all our gifts was in the basement in boxes in, in our faces. That's hilarious. She's like, they'll know. never know. <laughs> and we didn't. We had no idea, and she still does that. Because we'll just, like, it's always boxes all over the house because she orders stuff every single day. So you would never be like, oh, it's another box. I wonder it's around Christmas time because she might have ordered your present in April. That's called been in the good house shopping. Get them she deals. She is good. She is she good. Can get all them deals. So, so Christmas has always been a big surprise for us. But my mom is very, she's very big on that because she likes, she likes that. Well, good. She likes Christmas. Well, guys, yeah, girl. continue to follow us. Spend some time with your family. <laughs> yes. Continue to. Oh yeah, continue to follow How us. You Go just, ahead. <laughs> I was like, wait, you about to say it? Um, no, I realized that I cut you. Like, <laughs> I went straight to the end. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, gotta, continue to follow us. They do have to do yeah. it. Yeah. Continue to follow us on our journey on Instagram and Twitter at becomingshe underscore. That's B-E-C-O-M-I-N-G-S-H-E underscore. Um, if you have any questions, need advice, or just want to talk to us, email us at becomingshelive at gmail.com. That's B-E-C-O-M-I-N-G-S-H-E-L-I-V-E at gmail.com. Boom. Spend time with your families. Mm-hmm. Eat lots of food. Yes. Take some naps. Rest and relax. <laughs> Take some naps. Cuddle with Bay. Exactly. Or Lil Boo. Shout out to Lil Boo. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <yeah>, look. <laughs> I'm sick of Lil Boo already. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you sick of Lil Boo already? <laughs> Shout out to Lil Boo. Anyway. Um, really take this time to enjoy your holiday, enjoy time away from work, enjoy time with loved ones, because you never know, Mm -hmm. you never know, tomorrow is never promised to any one of us, and just make sure that you cherish this time. Exactly. We love you guys so much, we hope that you have such amazing Christmases, that you get such amazing gifts, and, um, yeah. Merry Christmas, you guys. From us to oh, you, yes. kisses. Mwah. Merry Christmas from Becoming She to you and yours. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye.